Hi guys, welcome to Fitness Industry Insights episode number three with me, Liam Sheriff, creator of Fast Fit Pro. Uh, today I'm joined by a very good friend of mine and somebody who is doing a lot of good stuff in the industry right now, has been in it forever, even though she's only 29, um, and uh, is a bit of a celebrity in her own right, even though I'm sure you hear people saying that now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, this person, somebody who's um, you know who's done lots of sort of good stuff in terms of, of developing other parts of the industry. Uh, she's won you know personal trainer of the year a couple of years ago and pretty much every single award since then, both in business and in fitness. So you know someone who's bringing a lot of experience to our talk today, where we're going to discuss social media for personal trainers. Um, so please welcome the show, Katie Bolmacook. Hello. Hello. So how are you doing, Katie? Excellent. Um, before we get started, you know, I think most people in fitness probably know who you are or, or will definitely at some point find out who you are. Um, but if you could take sort of 60 seconds or two minutes just to kind of, I know there's a lot to cram in two minutes, but if you could just kind of sum it up, sort of why you started in the industry, what you've managed to achieve and kind of what, you know, what you're up to at the minute, that would be good. Okay, so... Um I've always known I wanted to work in health and fitness because my mum always taught keep fit classes when I was younger, so I was inspired by the song back later, the life, <laughs> and I knew that was going to be the career for me. Um, over the last 13 years, I've done everything from group fitness, PT, studio management, um, I've worked in clubs, I've worked for myself, um, fast forward I suppose to now, when I'm still doing PT, still loving it, it's, um, it's where my heart is. Um, but now, no two days are the same. I do business consultancy um, from everyone from PTs through to um, big brands, program creation for big leisure trusts, private companies, um, and do a lot of professional speaking as well, which is loads of fun. So um, hopefully I haven't gone over 60 seconds, and that's pretty much where we are now. No, I think that was 47, so that, that was well done, because um, obviously you didn't have much to talk about there. So... Um, so yeah, so clearly you've done quite a lot in the industry and obviously I know we've been friends for about four or five years now so you know it's good for me to watch what you've done because the, where you are now is kind of where I want to go with my in, you know, industry career in terms of the speaking and the consultancy, you know, hence creating Fast, Fast Fit Pro to develop other trainers. So one thing I'm going to talk about today though is social media for personal trainers because you know I know we've spoke about this loads before but it's something where I think trainers let themselves down quite a lot on um, and I know it's a bit of a fine line between you know having social media accounts for, for your personal life if you like but also differentiating or disassociating that um, should I say from from your business kind of fitness business um, and what I want to ask you today is a couple of sort of examples of things that you've seen that you'd see are really sort of no-nos but also some good examples of social media usage. I know this is kind of your topic at the moment anyway, um, and things that trainers should be doing. So, should we start with the bad things and then we can finish on a good thing? Yeah, okay, right. So, so um, I think the first bad thing that you see people doing on social media, like trainers, is yeah. that we forget that Facebook and Twitter now is where people are making their first impressions about us. Right. Like, they're not looking us up on a website necessarily, they're definitely not looking us up in the yellow pages anymore. <laughs> I don't know. But besides, <laughs> if they're going to consider training with us, they're going to look on our Facebook page yeah. first and usually they'll go for our personal account first. So if that account is flooded with pictures of you getting drunk, yeah. of you leading an unhealthy lifestyle, mm. 
if you're talking about things generally that aren't a fit mm. with the sort of image that you want to portray, mm. that would be the thing that I say quite frequently. And it's a shame because you could be a great trainer and mm. all you're doing is undoing it with those little quick fixes. And mm. um, the second thing that I think we're not doing very well on social media is we've created like this weird cult right. that only only us as trainers understand we've created this little weirdo cult <laughs> where we use this little weirdo language that nobody else understands so we're talking about um we use language like we're killing it we're kneeling it we're smashing it <laughs> and, Bro. and then we turn on this like rad thing called beast mode which <laughs> is trying to engage the general public to come and exercise with us well first of all we already speak a different language how can we interact and engage yeah. with them and second of all, we're using language that's like really scary. Like mm. Mrs. Jones sitting at home watching loose women thinking about an exercise program is not going to <clears throat> excuse me, is not going to be engaged by me turning on my beast mode. <laughs> so I have to think about the type of language yeah. that we use in order to engage people yeah. on social media. No, I think that's great to be fair. And you know, I totally concur because you know, the, like I say, there is a fine line for using your own personal Facebook for your own personal things, and you know, we'd never say not to use it and share public or personal things that are specific to your own life. But you know, I, I think you're right. It's about who your market is, and you know, is your message relating to the market that you're going for? And this is something that you know we we've obviously been talking about a lot recently. And I think I think it is hard because you know, one minute you missed a you know, Mr. Liam Sheriff, the personal trainer, and then you, you forget for a moment, then you might post something, you know, kicking off about Newcastle getting beat, which is happening all the time at the minute. Um, but I think, you know, it's just being mindful, isn't it, really, of who's actually watching. And if you are you are trying to, you know, get that slightly you know, more female, if you like, to be stereotypical, or that slightly old end of the market, like you say, they're not going to want to be beasted because they've probably got, you know, hip mobility issues, the knees probably sound great, they might have back pain. So, so yeah, I think... I, it's definitely stuff I say, and I think um, I think that's definitely an excellent start for some no-nos. Um, so those are the, the the less good things. Let's talk about the good things that we can do on social media to, to boost our business and to raise our profile. Okay, well the first thing for me would be doing some online collaborations, and I know we've spoken about mm. this earlier today. Yeah. About collaborating with another brand on social media, whose audience you haven't previously been on their radar. Right. So fresh fresh meat, if you like. Buzzing meat that you're going to smash. There's loads of different ways you can collaborate with things like competitions. Yeah. Both brands that are collaborating together offer um, a product or a service to yeah. form a prize. And you're basically exposing yourself to each other's audience, like hopefully not literally exposing yourself, <laughs> but exposing yourself in terms of brand awareness. Maybe if we're still doing the leotards, then you might be... So. Yeah, if it's on back later, that's probably another story. Um, other ways that I've done collaborations in the past are with blog posts. So if there's a company who's got a product, right, and um, I can share that product with my um, with my following. In exchange, I'll do blog posts about the product with the same. I did it with a, a company recently called Nothing But Snacks. Right, they yeah. make freeze dried plain eating snacks, which I love. Yeah, they supplied my customers my in-person customers with some product and in exchange our blogged about we both got into increased traffic to our yeah. website and expanded our list with people who were relevant to both businesses yeah. so I'm supplying exercise advice and mm. um, they're supplying nutrition yeah. advice and 
we can we can swap. So collaborations mm. is definitely for me an underused strategy. Just um, sorry, Katie. Just off the back of that, then if if I was sort of a new personal trainer who you know isn't sort of lucky enough, if you like, to have a, a network already established of fellow fit pros or you know other people that we can reach out to like yourself and say, look, you know, I want to do this. Can you help us do it? How how would you go about approaching somebody else if you were just starting out and you you know you want to run this sort of joint collaboration? Who would you be looking to target just to kind of throw an extra bonus tip in there? I suppose when you're new and you're starting out, the one thing that you haven't got to your advantage is the people don't know necessarily mm. about your work yet. They don't know about the quality of your work or, mm. or the standards of your work. So I would say don't be shy in asking anybody. Ask mm. the big fish, ask the small fish. Yeah. Show, make sure you've got something to show them. So maybe write a few sample blog posts show them a few of the programs you've written, have some good testimonials, yeah. just so you've got something to back up what you're saying. It mm. might take a little bit of time to put that together, yeah. but the chances of that big or small fish saying yes will increase massively when they can see the type of yeah. content you produce. Yeah, excellent. Love it. Um, so that was the one good thing. So what else do you see on Facebook and social networks that you think is good from, you know, from a trainer's point of view and what should we do more of? should do more planning. Oh. <laughs> I think, like, I don't mind sounding like a really boring thing <laughs> Good one. Making <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie the ball. I do think we should plan more. I don't think we should just be like, like really active on yeah, social media, just, just like firing our social yeah. guns yeah. in several different directions. I think there should be a reason behind every single tweet, Facebook post, Facebook ad, mm. I don't think it should be necessarily done on an ad hoc basis. Mm. Yes, things will pop up um, from time to time that are relevant. Yeah. Might be news stories that you yeah. piggyback on, for example. But overall, there should be a plan in advance of, right, okay, what's our focus for me? Mm. So what's the theme? What's the plan for yeah. social media for May um, of June, July, whenever it is? Because planning equals consistency. Yeah. It means that you're going to be more reliable. The customer will see you as being a more reliable source of information. Mm. And if you can be a reliable source of information, entertainment, content on social media, then that person that's following you is going to be much more likely to become a customer. Yeah, excellent. So, and just again, to elaborate a little bit, because I know, you know, I've just been doing my own plannings for, for my business and, you know, we're looking at sort of January and February, March, we're looking up to sort of springtime at the moment. So to give people an idea of what I think you mean, Katie, is, you know, January is the weight loss month. It's the detox month. It's the good health month. So, you know, for my, for my supplement business, all of our posts and marketing is going to be around improving gut health and, you know, detoxifying liver and, and all that kind of thing. And, you know, February, maybe it's tag on to Valentine's Day. Uh, you know, you've got March, April, springtime, you know. So um, I, I think, that, you know, it's very good advice. And again, it's absolutely fine to throw stuff out there because, you know, I'll have things at 12 o'clock at night that just pop in my head and I think that would make a great pod podcast or, you know, a great sort of post on social media. But you cannot rely on that because if you are, you know, you get bogged down with clients and you get busy, then nothing goes out. You lose that. You lose the pull, don't you? So, um, yeah, excellent. I'm pleased, you, I'm pleased you made it a bit better than just leaving it at plan, by the way. 
And then and I couldn't concentrate either because although this is audio, I'm watching Katie, right? And she was actually doing gun imitations, firing her social media guns. Um, but anyway, let's be serious. Let's be professional. Um, awesome, Katie. Thanks very much for those. Now, I said before we came on that I was going to um, put you on the spot and not tell you the question that I'm going to ask you now. Um, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, but basically, what, what I kind of want to know is if you started again right now, in this fitness industry, let's say next Monday, um, you just you just passed your course, you just become a personal trainer, you just qualified. If if I said you can only do one thing, what would that one thing be? If you had to choose, I told oh, you, I told you, I told you it was a hard one. I can only choose one thing. Like I'm the person that's made more mistakes. Like the one main thing that you think people just get you for, because obviously. For me, being a PT is about resonating with people and them kind of relating to you. So, you know, if you could choose one thing that you know would get people to get you straight away and understand what you're about, what would you do and how would you kind of put it out there? Right. I would stick to a particular client group right. to train. Cool. So when I first started, like I was just training everyone. I was training everybody from like a professional badminton player <laughs> yeah. to like seventy-five-year-old women. Yeah. There was no sort of consistency with who I was targeting and who I had any sort of specialism to work with. Yeah. So I definitely stick with one thing. Like for me, it's being busy women slash cream course nail, yeah. and I would have gone straight for that. And um, can I have two? Um, I, I suppose so. Just just because we're good friends. Yes, go on. Just, just one thing. Right. I, Network like a media, yeah, right? You sort of start your business with all these big dreams and aspirations, yeah. and you think someone's going to come and beat my door down and yeah. ask to train them. That's not how it is. So, mm. as a result, thinking that way, you have a slow start. I would just go to every networking group, mm. I wouldn't be shy like yeah. I used to be. <laughs> Like, wouldn't even dare look at anyone and like tell them what I did, got embarrassed if someone said, Oh, what do you do for work? Yeah, I would just have more confidence yeah. and um. Perhaps that's something that comes time, but I would put myself out there a lot yeah. more. So identify exactly the type of client you want to train, which I, I think is important. You know, I, I still train quite a diverse range of clients, but we all generally have the same sort of um, morals and principles, I think. So I'm attracting the same type of client in terms of, you know, the way I type of set my business up um, and the way they are. They, you know, they, we kind of, we always get on type of thing. Um, we believe in the same stuff, but then off the back of that, you're saying then go and kind of find out where these people are by not being shy, not being afraid, and being proud of being a personal trainer and get yourself out there and say, look, I'm here to help. Here I am. I like, totally, there's no, I mean, I don't just train women. Yeah. But, and that's what I'm known for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. When you, and then that elevates you up, yeah. up the ladder a little bit, and then more people know about you, so it doesn't really matter from then. If you take on a couple of people that aren't quite outside your niche, yeah. but make yourself known for one particular thing, I think would be awesome. Yeah, awesome. Advice. Well, thank you very much, Katie Bullmacook. That was uh, some exceptionally good content, as always, for our listeners. And uh, if you have any comments, guys, just drop them in the, the box below, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>